Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I heard that that was today's sleep. And I'm not getting credit, as usual, because that was my idea. But that's okay. I, I, I've come to accept my lot in life. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you create something, you don't always get the credit for it. But that's fine. I'm all right no, with No, no. Let, let's, not, let's not breeze past this for a quick second here. Okay? All right. Take us back. That's a huge moment. Kind of give us a little bit of a background here. Maybe some people know. Maybe some people don't know. Uh, what's the anniversary today and how many years ago was it? Well, I don't know the exact number. It was a long time. It was more than 20 years ago, but I came mm -hmm. up with the idea of the smack-off, and I got credit for it right up until I no longer worked there, and then it's like it never happened. But that's fine. It's a great day because it's something that has been gone on for, like I said, over 20 years, and Chris likes to bring it up every time it happens, which I appreciate. And I'm pretty. there was a, a, a nice tweet that was put out by Richard Deitch, who writes for The Athletic, talking about the, uh, the, the how long this thing is been going on and he said he wanted to give credit to everybody behind the scenes that puts this mm. thing together every year because it's such a great show and i said well thank you because it was my idea so i just thought that i would take a a victory lap you know how we've done this before where we talk about your national appearances we've talked uh -huh. there's other things that we've talked about this is probably something that you should have uh, on your Twitter handle, it, it, like you know <laughs> your bio. There, there's things you got to kind of add to your bio. I think this is uh, another one you could add to your list there, Travis. That is a very, very good idea. I may do that. I may do that. Forgot the Zoom, to, uh, by the way. Completely forgot about the Zoom again. No, I, 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 I reminded you. I, I anxiously wait for you not to have that Zoom, so I yeah. get to send you just <clears> the <throat> Zoom question mark text. It's yeah. uh, it's it's something that I look Funches forward to. Funches sent me every one too. Morning. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. Well, let's let's do better. Let's do better, especially on a Friday. You got plans this weekend? Are you going back to the mountains? Are you going to go I wish eat I lunch was. late this I wish afternoon? I was. What are your plans? Um, you know, not much of plans. I'm supposed to. Uh, I'm I'm hanging out. I'm not going down to San Diego or anything like that. Um, I don't really have. I haven't really thought. Trav, do you already have the weekend like already planned out? Like, does your wife already say, okay, this is what we're doing uh, Friday. This is what's happening Saturday, Sunday. Does she already plan everything out, or is it kind of open? When there are things that are on the calendar, yes. I know I could tell you that on Saturday at 2.30, we're going to be here. And then on Sunday at 11 a.m., we're going to be there. When there are things to be on the calendar, for sure. But we're kind of open. There's a little bit nothing of baseball on the calendar. this weekend yep, that I got going. Calendar. But uh, I, I'm pretty open. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to have a couple of days off feeling like myself for the first time in the better part of a week. So it uh, should be a good weekend. Restaurants in Pasadena, I just kind of want to throw this out there. If you're not open until 5, just consider someone like me that might be coming in and dining at 3.30. <laughs> oh, well, Fine dining. Well, We'll get to that. We have some ask sleaze about your dining habits that uh, okay. we will get to in about oh, 45 minutes, give or take. Uh, that's that's all coming up. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, last night was a weird night for a couple, couple of different reasons. Number one, yep. the Dodgers got no hit by a guy that would probably struggle to make some high school teams in and around the area. I mean, this is a guy that is not your prototypical major league pitcher, and he and a handful of relievers no hit the die. I'm watching this game. I turn it on. Guys, Dodgers got guys on base. If he's walked a bunch of guys, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get this guy eventually. And then yeah. fast forward a couple hours, and they still don't have a hit. So it was just bizarre. Didn't he walk five himself? They walked yeah. eight total. Yeah. Uh, the bullpen had no idea nope. that they no hit. 
the bullpen had no idea. I was listening to the the closer talking about how yeah, he's like I, I had no idea. Was, I didn't know why everybody was celebrating. Why is, it, why is everybody running at me? Why are they doing that? Was what did I do? This is a spring training game. <laughs> uh, it was just kind of it was kind of funny, but you know, obviously not funny for the Dodgers. Um, but we'll get into that on on that front. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Last night was the first time in the entire season that I had kind of a you know. There's something about this that's not quite adding up. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But, look, I said it yesterday. I didn't bang the drum like, hey, this is going to happen again. But I said it yesterday. I said, look, I don't think that the Clippers have a great chance, but I think that they do have a chance because they've come back in the other two rounds, down 0-2 as well. And, Slee, I'm telling you, they've discovered something. And I don't know if if you can draw a direct line from Kawhi Leonard's absence to this version of the Clippers because it had started to happen a little bit before then. But not only are they a, a good team that's winning games against other good teams, they're tough, man. They, they have a level of toughness and grittiness that I have never seen from a Clipper team before. This is a different group of guys. Yeah. Well, listen, I just want to say my sons didn't come out with a game plan that they should have. Um <laughs> You know, there's certain times when you have your second favorite team in the NBA, you think they're going to perform on the biggest stage. They didn't do it. Now, let, let me give let me give some credit here because I don't. I, it is weird since Kawhi has gone out. I think you know. I, I don't know if desperation is the right word, but you don't have much margin for error. I mean, just kind of think about this with the Lakers when Anthony Davis went out. That was a wrap. The series was over. The Suns com- took complete advantage of it, and the Lakers kind of knew it, right? Everybody mm-hmm. knew their body language. Everybody knew we're in some serious trouble. Why would the Clippers, since Kawhi has been out, and, and uh, of course, at the end of the day, if Kawhi Leonard, if he finds a way to make it back in the series, they're probably winning an NBA championship, by the way. We'll see what eventually happens. Maybe they could even do it without Kawhi by, Leonard. I, by the way, I don't know if that matters that much. The, look at the way that they're playing. You know what I mean? I I understand what you're saying. Kawhi Leonard's a great player, and if he if, comes back, if, it if Kawhi came their back, chances. it's a wrap. No, if it's Kawhi, not. If Kawhi Leonard came back, it's a wrap. Like what? Uh, they're better. They, they look like a better, more desperate team when he's not around. And, Correct. And these other teams, every time we think we have them figured out, they I'll tell you the why. opposite. I'll tell you why. Um, this series is one. It's two to one right now. Phoenix has a, a one game lead. Could probably easily, and you could make more of an argument that it should be two one Clippers, mm-hmm. right? They should be up a, a game. Um, if Kawhi Leonard came back, he'd be the best remaining player in the playoffs. Okay, I'm not telling you that Kawhi Leonard. Um, I'm not saying that uh, what the Clippers have done without him is not impressive. But when I say it's a wrap, what I'm really referring to is as good as they've played, there's also this confidence of, hey, we could do it without him. We don't have to depend on just one player. And Kawhi will come in and be arguably the best defensive player. Kind of add all these different elements to it. But you know what? He's not there, so let's not even have that conversation about Kawhi. What I find most impressive about the Clippers is – they're not depending on one player because as much as you want to give some credit to Paul George, it's not like he's shooting the most efficient out there. It's not like Paul George is going out there and shooting 13 of 17 and he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. No, Paul George is taking a lot of shots, but you know he's obviously playing good basketball. Trav, they got six, seven, eight guys every single game that are coming through. They've got – what they've got is they've got two guys that do the same thing. And this is why the Kawhi thing is, is – I don't think that I agree with you. I think that if he comes back – Let's go back. Think to Think that would decrease their chances. I, I of don't think it all? decreases their chances. I think it changes the way that they play. Mm-hmm. And here, here's what I mean. 
Like you, you made the point about the Lakers, and I think you're right. That when Anthony Davis was was hurt, that was kind of the end of that, right? That he wasn't the the Lakers were not going to have enough to get past Phoenix. Jamal because, Murray, Jamal Murray goes down for the Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets. Let me just kind of think of other players that have gone down. Brooklyn Mike Conley. Brooke, Mike Conley is a good example. Brooklyn was a little bit different because you had a couple of guys go down, but when you lose your star player or your second-best player, it's a freaking wrap. And for the Clippers, it has not been a wrap. You actually think they're excelling in a sense uh, be- playing this style of basketball. It's because of the two guys. that Think of it like this. When Anthony Davis goes down, you think of it like a car, right? That if LeBron's the engine, Anthony Davis is the tires. Well, if the tires are flat, it doesn't matter how good the engine is. It's not going anywhere. Right, and some of these other teams are like that too. The Clippers have two engines. They have two. They have Paul George the engine. They have Kawhi Leonard the engine. So if one of them's out, you still the car still kind of goes the same way. And when you have two engines and they're both working, one just kind of sits in the garage and doesn't do much. That's Paul George with Kawhi Leonard. Occasionally they'll both have good games, but the way that Paul George has gone at this, he's a different guy. Everything about him is different. His his the the way that he plays, his aggression, his comfort, all of these things are very very different as opposed to when and and look, it's not just him. Kawhi well, I was going to say I, I was going to say the Paul George piece. Can I just want to jump in for a quick second? Um, as as good as PG has adjusted with Kawhi out, like you and I said, now he's kind of the number one guy. Now he's not taking a back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no scenario that would play out where I'd rather have PG than Kawhi Leonard. Okay? I could that, that, completely agree. I completely so I, agree with that. I, I'll say that. But the other thing too is, you know, I say this, Trav. I'm not. It's these other dudes. It's it's Reggie Jackson. All of a sudden, sweet, has that, become. Yeah, go ahead. Go they're, ahead. they're different guys with because Kawhi is a certain type of guy. He's he doesn't say much. He's pretty quiet. He's not a terribly emotional player. Yep. He's a great player. But he's not a terribly emotional player. He's not going to be the emotional leader, right? No, and and they kind of take. The, I don't care what team you're on. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care anything. If you if you're involved in a team sport, your team is going to reflect the attitude of its best player. It it, it, it it's it's it happens every single sure. time. If your best player is emotional and and explosive and dynamic, then the guys are going to take that lead. They're going to follow. Quiet and reserved and just kind of. Uh, circumspect, like Kawhi is, then they're going to have that too. You look at these guys out there. They're they're different. They're animated. They're Have you ever seen Evita Zubats play like that last night? That mm-hmm. dude was crashing into people. He's throwing down dunks. He was so incredibly engaged on a level that you don't see him very often. They seem to have found a little bit of juice, a little bit of something that they didn't have before. I'm going to wait a second to start giving the Clippers – I'm going to give them credit. I mean, listen, they're, they're down to – they got past the freaking Utah Jazz without Kawhi Leonard, okay? Mm-hmm. And now they're here in this series. You, I, you and I already talked about it. They should be up two games to one. They're not one to two right now. They got another game coming up tomorrow. But I'm going to – tomorrow to me will tell everything about this series. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm referring to. This was what you saw yesterday. I don't think we should be completely shocked about. This is it. I, yesterday was the season for the Clippers, right? You got to play desperate. Chris Paul hadn't played in 11 days. Um, this was the season for the Clippers. If you had a bad game yesterday, if you didn't come out, if you didn't come out with that sense of urgency, the series would have been done. I'm sure they had a little chip on their shoulder, knowing that they let Game Two slip through their hands. The Clippers did. I think Game Four will tell a lot because now the Suns will, will start to make their adjustments. Mm-hmm. The Clippers will obviously try to keep their foot on the gas. Um, 
if this series goes 2-2, if Clippers go 2-2, they tie up the series, which can very easily happen. Neither you or I would be surprised or shocked. But you had an awful game from Devin Booker yesterday. You had an awful game from Chris Paul last night, who was 5-19 from the field. You had a few things really have to go your way to handle that game, but give the Clippers credit. Tomorrow, for me, will be the most interesting because if this series tied to a piece, then, Trav, maybe what you were saying yesterday has some tremendous amount of legs to it. Don't be surprised if the Clippers win this series. That was one of the things you said yesterday where I thought, no, I think this is going to be a little bit different than the last couple of times that they were down 0-2. The, the Suns look like a different team, too. Not only did the Clips come out and play with desperation. I mean, you heard Monty Williams say it a bunch of times when they do those live mics in the huddles. Hey, they're playing harder than us. We yeah. can't be the team that's getting outworked, and right now we're the team that's getting outworked. They look slow. And, and and look, Chris Paul, again, it's a weird dynamic because the, the case that I'm making is the Clippers have found some grit and some, some juice without Kawhi and that the Suns looked worse with Paul George. But both of those things with are Chris true. Paul. With Chris Paul. Oh, yeah, yep. excuse me, Chris Paul. Thank you. Yeah, that Chris Paul came back. That team looked slower. They looked less engaged. They looked plotting. It was just a, it was a really weird thing. Now, I think it's as simple as they didn't shoot the ball well. I think that, that – you you mentioned uh, that Chris Paul was five and nineteen. Devin Booker was five and twenty one. They didn't shoot the ball well. You can all you can also guarantee that that Bill Lane beer mask that thing's getting thrown in the trash. <laughs> You're not going to see that again with Devin Booker. That guy is not going to let a thing that made him go five for twenty one let him do it again. But the Suns just looked different last night as well. Maybe it was just they didn't have to have it, and the team that has to have it sometimes gets it. But they did not look like the game the, the same team that played in games one and two. Can I tell you something? If you did not watch the game and you want to know whether the who won between the Clippers and the Suns, just follow me on Twitter because <laughs> when the Clippers win, it's extremely quiet on my page. And I'll have Clipper fans start hitting me up. Hey, Al, where you at? Everything good over there? <laughs> Everything good? A little quiet over there, huh, buddy? And then when the Suns win, it's like, uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm the – I'm posting 19 tweets in a matter of three minutes. Uh, but it is kind of funny. And all those Clipper fans who are uh, taking some jabs and uh, calling me out, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> They're coming off that win yesterday. Who was the dude that hit us up yesterday? I thought it was great. He, he had both of us up on Twitter basically saying, like, uh, hey, guys, um, how's your night going? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I had a fine night. I, I deserve like it. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, I you and I are different in this regard. You you have this thing with like I, I look at the Clippers and the Suns as kind of the same. I'm not rooting for the Suns. I'm looking for fun stuff to talk about. I'm looking for good. Ag- I don't. They're the same to me. They're both not Lakers. You know, they're, they're did both. You see, just did you see that article Bill Plaschke put out in the LA Times? I, I did. Basically talking about and one of his um, one of his uh, as part of his column. He's basically saying how Laker fans are rooting against the Clippers, and it doesn't really make that much sense, right? And he's making his analogies and oh, I think getting some perfect sense, getting some certain quotes and everything else. He said even local radio guys are, you know, basically rooting against the Clippers. I'm like, who would that be, Bill? <laughs> who are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I would never do something like that. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to the Dodgers because for the first time ever I saw something, not ever, first time this season I should say, yep. I saw something last night that I did not like about this team. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. <laughs> I like this, Slee. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> this is pretty good. This is from Francis and Glendale. He's a little early in his Ask Slee uh, conversations, but this is pretty good. If the Lakers were a car and LeBron's the engine and AD is the tires, is Kyle Kuzma the cigarette lighter socket or the French fry hiding under the seat? That's not bad. Unreal. Unreal. That's not bad. Unreal. <laughs> Kuzma will become more and more of a conversation this offseason, I'll tell you that much. Uh, by the way, let me just uh, – Tim Calson, who's hitting me on Twitter, mm-hmm. sends me the Clipper highlights from yesterday and you as well and assess Clippers Nation. I got it, Tim. I got it, Tim. I, I saw I saw the game. I don't need the extra <laughs> highlights, okay? Thank, <laughs> thank you for sending them over, but I, I got it. Do you swap out your Alvin Adams throwback for like a uh, Kyle Macy or a Truck Robinson going into Game Four? How do you How do you proceed? Nope, I got faith in Dan Marley. I'm going to stick with Dan Marley, and I'm uh, I'm I'm riding with Marley. By the way, uh, Chad Kramer on Twitter hits us both up. The Clippers are great because their glue guys are playing elite. Is that interesting, Trav? Like I, I I know you and I chatted about this for a quick second, and there wasn't much to talk about. I'm like, hey, what about the Laker role players versus the Clipper role players? Mm-hmm. Not even a conversation, is it? No, it, it's really not. And look, let's let's do this. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, it's no contest in two different ways. It's no contest in that the Clippers have guys that are certainly able to do more, right? That they're there. You, you've got some guys that can score. Guys like a, a Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. These guys, you know, Luke Kennard is knocking down three point shots. They got a bunch of guys. You got Pever, Patrick Beverly, who is a, an agitator at the highest level and, and guarded, really guarded Booker the last two games and has done a great job. Did, yep. did a great job with him, but it's not just that they have guys that can put the ball in the basket. They have guys that bring energy they have guys that are able to kind of ignite this thing those intangibles yeah grit Mm -hmm. grind annoyance pests whatever however you want to characterize it the lakers don't really have those guys those guys that you just we we get this guy away from me they don't have that guy they had i'll say this caruso was technically one of those guys for them right but then you kind of start going down the list kcp was never consistent Mm -mm. uh, this season right never consistent morris um Markeith Morris wasn't used that often. Montrez Harrell, you know, was used incredibly sparingly, and this was the sixth man of the year. Dennis Schroeder, there are times, remember, we had a, a playoff game where he had zero points. He mm-hmm. had a playoff game, he was 0 for 9, zero points. So nothing ever really clicked. And for the Clippers, this is what is fascinating to me. What's fascinating is Kawhi Leonard has not been on the floor for the last five games, I want to say, something like that, whatever it is. And a ton of guys have stepped up. For the Lakers, the moment Anthony Davis went out, that was a wrap, Travis. And, and yeah. I, I think that's that's a, that's an incredible, surprising – Kawhi Leonard is more important to the Clippers than Anthony Davis is to the Lakers. The only reason why I'm saying that is because LeBron James is that important, right? Like, it's no disrespect to AD. Yet, they're still finding ways to thrive, and a lot of that has to do with some of these glue guys that uh, that we got that tweet on. There's not a league that is more star-driven than the NBA. You you mm-hmm. go as your stars go. That's that's the NBA. 
But look at look at the other guys we were talking about. You're going to need somebody. Kevin Herter is going to need to have a night. You're going to need a Collins to have a night. You're going to need Terrence Mann to drop 39 in an elimination game. You're going to need these guys to do that. And we saw it last night. Cameron Payne gets knocked out with a twisted ankle. Absolutely. And the Suns just kind of look different all of a sudden. Now, they looked different prior to him going out. They looked different from the jump. But that was a guy that brought a ton of spark to that team, and they didn't have it last night. Um, once again, Dan Peterson on Twitter, I appreciate you sending me a couple highlights here of supposedly Paul George getting in Chris Paul's head. We got it. Okay. We got it. I saw the game. I saw the game, Travis. (laughs) All right. So let's go to the Dodgers for a second. I was watching the game last night and really, cause you know, this, even as recently as yesterday, Kind of tell you, look, it's it's late June. We're not even at the halfway point. Everybody yeah. needs to calm down. Dodgers are actually in pretty good space considering how many guys they've lost, considering the injury bugs, considering this, that, and the other thing. Well, I was shocked yesterday when you said Dodgers are not going to make the postseason. I was not <laughs> expecting that at uh-huh. all from you. Yeah, not right. expecting that at all. Watching the game last night, and the Dodgers are going to make the postseason. The Dodgers, I still think, win this division. However, mm-hmm. watching this game last night, for the first time all season, I've, I, I, I had that, you know, Something's not right here. Hmm. Something isn't happening that should be happening. It's just all these little things that start to stack up that all of a sudden show up and feel like a big thing in one moment. And last night, look, Zach Davies pitched wonderfully last night. He was was the guy that pitched the lion's share of a four-pitcher no-hitter last night for the Cubs. Zach Davies throws 88 miles an hour. He's, this is not Jamie Moyer, who's a left-hander, who's been around the block for 400 years and can sink it and cut it and nip the corner and all these things. This is a guy that's an 88-mile-an-hour throwing right-handed pitcher that weighs about 114 pounds and has stuff similar to a good high school pitcher. And in his last start a week ago, gave up eight runs to Miami and seven hits in six innings. There you go. This is not Max Scherzer. This is not Jacob deGrom. This is not one of those guys who just, look, he just took the bats, you know, took them out of our hands, and we had no chance. They walked eight guys last night. Couldn't get any runs across. Couldn't get any hits. Mookie Betts gets picked off of first base. They're they're late to cover first base on a ball hit to the right side of the infield. Just all of these little things start to add up, and it feels like a team that's just kind of – and I (laughs) – it's kind of a too-cool-for-school sort of situation. Like, eh, guys – we're the defending champs. We've got this. We've got the best players, which they do. We've got, got the best example. pitchers, which they do. We'll be fine. It'll it, it'll happen when it happens. When it's time to go, we'll go. Stop me if you've heard this before. Looking at you, Lakers. When it's time to go, we'll be ready to go. Oh, we got injuries. Okay. Hey, we're going to get this guy back. Okay. When it's time to go, are you going to be ready to go? And I still think they will. But the first time last time I'm looking at this going, this doesn't feel right. This does not feel like a team that's playing at its best. This feels like a team that's waiting around for something to happen as opposed to trying to make something happen, and I didn't like it. So <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the best comp, but tell me if you remember this, and we're going to use a Laker example because I do think there's a lot of similarities between the Lakers and the Dodgers, right? You're, both teams were coming off a championship. Uh, both teams were highly favored to get back to the NBA Finals or, in the Dodgers' case, to get back to the World Series. Do you remember in December – and I remember it because doing the post-game show, there's nothing better than when you're playing the Detroit Pistons and the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you got three straight overtime games against teams in December. <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it was pretty funny, but and, and you know, you almost embrace it. I mean, John and Michael would do it in the broadcast. They're like, "We love overtime, right?" And everybody is looking, everybody's looking at each other, like, "Are we really doing this?" Uh-huh. But th- there was this, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll wake up when we're ready. There was this cockiness, this confidence of we're the baddest team. When we want to wake up, we're going to wake up. And that's kind of how the Lakers played all season long. This didn't just end in December. It's not like those overtime games all of a sudden woke everybody up and it was like, hey, guys, we really got to start cranking it up here in December. And I only bring that up because I feel like with the Dodgers, I don't know if sense of urgency is the right word, but you were explaining this to me yesterday. You were saying, hey, I know that these guys, what, what's, what are you going to tell Turner in June? Hey, you really got right. you, you got to start that sense of urgency here. Plug in, JT. Let's go. What are you waiting for? <laughs> July first is right around up. the corner, right? Like, <laughs> so I, I don't know what that balance is, but I'm not sure how much the way they play today will affect them two, three months from now. But if you're starting to have concern where you never, never even it never crossed your mind before, if Hershiser yesterday on the broadcast yeah. had mentioned what what did Hershiser mention? I know something like this is the rock bottom. Uh, said that Dodgers hit rock bottom. I don't know. Yeah, if I, I agree didn't hear with that. that part. I I did hear the part where he's talking about just you know these little things start to add up and and you know at, at, at some point you do need to say we need to we need to address this. You can't just say hey we'll come back tomorrow. Hey we'll do it again. Hey we still got a long way to go. Those things are all true, but at some point just little things like not being able to get to a guy with an ERA of four and a half who throws an eighty nine mile an hour fastball who's walked five guys. You got to get to that guy. If, if you're a championship team, and they are, you need to get to that guy. You need to get him out of the game. Get into that bullpen. Start being the team that we saw them last year through the postseason that we've seen for the last several years. This team, it, it's not a level of disengagement. It's a level of lack of execution on little tiny things that when they mm. add up, they add up to losses. They add up to not being at your best. It's not they don't care. It's that they're not sharp. And I don't know how you make yourself sharp in the middle of a season when you can probably tell yourself pretty accurately, we're going to be fine. I don't want to keep hitting on this, but remember how we talked about that stretch where the Dodgers were going to play some really bad teams mm-hmm. with 15 games in a row, and they took advantage of it. And then they're going through a stretch now where they're actually playing some decent clubs. I'm not telling you that the Cubbies are the 98 Yankees, but they're six, seven, eight games above 500. The Padres obviously get up for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So in these four games, since they started playing some better opponents, they're 0-4. They got three more, I think, left against the Cubbies, and then mm. you're going to face uh, the San Francisco Giants. Giants. So you got you got some decent matchups coming up. Here, here's the last thing that I'll throw in on this. Baseball's kind of a hot and cold thing, right? Yeah. You, you have a good week, you have a bad week, you have a couple of good weeks, you have a mediocre week, and you add it all up, and that's who you are. But this team seems to be either hot where they don't lose – or cold where they really don't even look like the same team. And right now they've kind of re-entered one of these cold patches. And you get into a postseason, and all of a sudden that cold team shows up, that team loses. That team's out. This isn't basketball where, you know, you go a game to game. This is where it can last a week or two where you can't get a hit. And that's where it feels like the Dodgers are right now, just kind of in that low ebb. And that low ebb needs to get less low. They need to pull that thing up a little bit. And, Trav, they're too good of a team to have those, right? Like there's certain teams, there's certain franchises. You're like, okay, no, that makes sense, right? They're They're not good enough to sustain this over the course. They don't have to have great highs and great lows, but not enough consistency from the Dodgers. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are close to Max's show, but we're even closer to Ask Slee, which is coming up uh, about Are we doing it? Do we do it on Fridays? Right yeah, no, we do it on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. And then on I Tuesdays got canceled. and Thursdays, we wait to do Ask Slee. We do the bunch of bunch of bunch of munch brought to you by Taylor yesterday. Good job by yes. you, Taylor. But yep. uh, no, we're doing it today. And then okay. we're... It's already yeah, a good day because we're going to get to do it again on Monday. Like, it's back-to-back shows with Ask Slee, which is good news. I've got to renegotiate my contract. <laughs> is it like, that time Al, already? what is it? Well, yeah, what's the problem? Is it, like, the money? Is it the hours? Nope, just Ask Slee. I'll do less. I'll do more hours for less money if we can. <laughs> 86 Ask Slee. I think that will be your, uh, your opening offer. Did, 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 by the way. Did yeah. you see Magic on his boat off the course, uh, off the coast of Greece on vacation, lifting weights, just living his best life? Was that not the best video you've ever seen? Was that what is that? Twenty-four hour fitness in Greece? Uh, that was not arguably... unless they have it on the back of a mega yacht. It wasn't <laughs> because that's where he was. Let me tell you something. There's certain things that you see at times, and you're like, "Yeah, that dude's just the freaking man." Okay, yeah. this it's guy so is true. on a on a freaking yacht. Mega I don't even yacht. know what the Mega background is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the background is. And he's just like, yep, I saw a bench press there. You saw, obviously, the, the free weights that he's doing. He's doing the curls or whatever he's doing. I'm like, you don't get more baller than that. You just don't get any more baller than that. Well, it it's one of those times, like, look, I you know, most people will take a, a couple of days off here and there. Maybe they, maybe some people go on a really nice trip. Like you'll go, you'll go away somewhere and spend yeah. a few days by yourself or with your wife, or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. And you, or, and maybe you know you'll take the whole family and it's a great, it's a great. But none of us get to go do that. That was <laughs> that was one of those. Hey, um, you understand that I'm different than the rest of you, right? That I go and go lift weights on the deck of a mega yacht off the coast of Greece. This is what I'm doing for fun. What are you doing for fun? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to take off work early and go play nine holes before it gets dark. Yeah, well, I'm off headed the coast to Costco for a, go, go to Costco for a little bit and you know handle some stuff. <laughs> it's going to be a good afternoon. He's, 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 he is absolutely unbelievable. Here's the part, though. Yeah. Do you work out when you're on vacation? I thought the idea of going on vacation is to yeah. avoid all of the normal things. Oh, crazy workouts. I get up about 545. <laughs> I have egg whites and, uh, you know, just get out to the gym. I'm the first one out of the gym in the hotel, and I, I just I just make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, you strike me as that guy. <laughs> but so here's the deal, though. Do you Travis, go wait, 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 ham wait. On, wait. On, on vacation? <laughs> really quick. You and I have talked about how – when we're not on vacation, what our workouts are. Okay. Uh-huh. Walks. So what happens, do you think, when we go on vacation? All of a sudden, I'm working on one side of my abs. Like, okay. 
<laughs> I'm not saying that all of a sudden you're in a, a, a Zoom class and all of a sudden you're doing a, a, a cycle, a grit cycle, and you're killing yourself. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is do I you put engage my Peloton, in physical activity? I put my Peloton in my car. I take it wherever <laughs> I go. <laughs> Can I uh, – I'm just – hey, United. Um, do you guys have a special storage area for my Peloton? Uh, I'd like to bring uh, about 400 pounds of free weights in my luggage. Is that okay? Where do uh, I want to? I want to bring the bar of my bench press. I want it to sit next to me. I'm going to have it up, <laughs> so it shouldn't bother anybody. Lay it in the aisle. No, what I'm getting at is, do you engage in the same amount of physical activity that you would on a normal week, or when you go on vacation? Are you? I'm just going to lay by the pool with an umbrella in my drink and order tacos and have them dropped into my mouth and not move for nine hours. That's a great question. This is what happens for me, Trav, and I don't know where you are, and I respect people that when they go on vacation, nothing changes. Their workout routine is still the same. They're getting up in the morning. They're getting their weights in or cardio, whatever the case is. Bro, I thought vacation was you don't do anything, right? So <laughs> the way I look at it is if I'm on vacation, no, I'm probably not getting up at you know 6:30 in the morning a and I'm also probably not getting up and getting uh you know trying to burn off 700 calories because I got a, a full night ahead of me no I'm I'm as probably as lazy as they I I one thing I do like doing if I go on vacation I don't like sitting in the hotel like I'm always out exploring doing things you know making sure I'm walking everywhere uh-huh. but getting freaking workouts in like Magic Johnson God bless him no I am so much more active on a vacation because, you know, look, we, we the reason we work in radio is not because we love to be go-getters. because we right? look good. Get up and attack we look good. the day. What's that? It's because we look good. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. That's why they make sure that it, we're never on TV. Yeah. But all of a sudden when you're on vacation, you know, you will, you'll do a hike. You'll do a long walk. Maybe you get on some bikes to go see the new town, right? You you ride around. You Maybe you're in, at a lake that I do. swimming or skiing that I do. or whatever yes. it might be. You're like exerting yourself at a level that is far more um, extreme than you yep. do under normal. I come back from vacations just totally wiped out. Like now more tired. I, feel, I feel great. I'm ready to go. A vacation will kill you. And then you add in copious amounts of alcohol. That's a that's a totally different thing. A couple years ago, I went to Japan, okay? And these are the types of places, like, I'm not going to freaking come back to the hotel and just sit in a hotel. Like, no, no, I want to go explore. I want to go see as much as possible. But those who, and I've seen this before, too, they'll go to, like, they're going to Vegas, but they keep working out, right? Whatever the hotel that they're staying at, they're on the treadmill in the morning. They're doing this or doing that. I don't know how people do it. That's a fact. Have you ever been with people like in your party that have done that? Yes. I, I hey, we're going to hit the gym at 7. You want to hit? Well, yeah, go ahead. I went to Enjoy a bachelor yourself. party to, in Hawaii a few years ago, and half of my friends wanted to work out on a beach, you know, like just what? do burpees in and stuff like that. People? Yeah, yeah, it was like nine people. They wanted to do burpees and stuff like that. And three people out of the nine people were throwing up at the end of the workout. I don't know why. You're we on vacation. Should, we should all, when we're done with the show, go out to Santa Monica, take our shirts off and do burpees out there. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> Trev, you in? I'm going to do burpees because I'm going to have a few beers. And I'll be, you know, clearing my throat after I have a couple of pops. That's uh, that's how we're going to do that. It is Ask Slee. Ask Slee. Coming up next, it's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Well, Slee, the people have not disappointed yet again. They have come through with a, a bumper crop of Ask Slees. Here we go. Let's start with Nate. And Nate says, would you rather attend a Clippers championship parade or a gender reveal party? <laughs> Hashtag Ask Slee. 
It's probably the easiest one I've ever had. I'll plan the I'll plan the uh, gender reveal party. <laughs> well, how can I help coordinate it? Yeah, I'll I'll do everything, whatever they need. I'll call I'll call Party City and make sure that we got enough balloons. I'll do everything. <laughs> All right, let me just throw this out there. Have you yeah. ever attended a gender reveal party? No. Okay, that's why you have I'm the not. answer wrong. I, that's not even your fault because those things are so dumb. They yeah. are so incredible. First of all, you get Completely one disagree. or the other. Right? Completely disagree. You, you either get boy or girl. There, there's yeah. not a ton of like, it's not like there's 30 things and we don't know what's going to pop. You're going to get one or the other. And no matter what you get, it's like, great, awesome. You get a baby girl. Who isn't thrilled with that? Or you get a baby boy. Who isn't thrilled? It's not like you, the balloons come up and, and they're pink like, and everybody oh. goes, ah, damn, man. They really start wanted boy. Really they start wanted boy. <laughs> that, that sucks. I really, I'm sorry that you're going to have. So you're son. going to Clipper Parade? <laughs> yeah, sleep. You, you let, let me let me just help you. Yeah. All of these things that you do when your friends start having kids and families and the, the kid birthday parties—they're miserable. I don't miserable. Argue, I don't argue that for a second. But I'm telling you, I know myself. I will help coordinate this thing. I'll go over the night before. <laughs> and start putting stuff up and make sure that everything's properly. The chairs are out. The tables are out. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. All right, here's another one. This is from Nick, and I think this is a new, uh, new person. So welcome, Nick. Uh, can we get a ranking of what little brother L.A. franchises Slee would root for to win a championship? And he's got a handful here. Okay. Angels, Ducks, Chargers, Clippers. And he says, obviously, Clippers are your last choice. Hashtag Ask Slee. So, with the Angels, Ducks, Chargers, Clippers, who would you like to see win in which order? Um, I'll go Angels, Ducks, and I have to put the Chargers and the Clippers in the exact same column. You just you're just a you're just a sour San Diego Charger oh, fan, aren't you? No question about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I put those both linked together, and I cannot. Uh, I'll go Angels, Ducks going back-to-back. Back. You know, I'll just put them all together there. <laughs> well, the, the, the Angels and Ducks have both won championships. The yeah. Chargers and Clippers have not. So, you know, I, I think you've got that. I, I might flip-flop the Ducks and the Angels, but they, here, here's a better question. If the Chargers did win a championship, would anybody here would anybody here jump on? Because I, you mentioned it. You were looking at Twitter last night. I was looking yeah. at it a, a little bit as well. And not a ton of them. But there were a few. You know what? Um, the Clippers are kind of sucking me in on this. I'm a Laker guy, but I like the way that they play. And if somebody's got to win it, I'd rather it be here in town. They're getting a few of those. I don't think that would ever happen with the Chargers. You know what I think both franchises were so much better off doing? And listen, maybe now it's too late to try to do this, whatever the case is. But don't you feel like when Bomber took over the Clippers, he should have rebranded them? Should have kind of changed the name, you know, started something fresh, started something new. So, so then, you know, Los Angeles fans could kind of make their choice. Okay, that history is gone. This is a new franchise. And I say that with the Chargers as well. When they moved from San Diego up to L.A. and they thought, oh, we got everybody now. We're going to get all the San Diego fans and then we're going to get everybody in Los Angeles. And it turned out that San Diego turned their back on you and L.A. was like, we have zero interest in you. I felt like both of those franchises should have started fresh. I think that's a better idea than what they did, but what you really need is something that is fresh, like LAFC, that just gets created out of nothing. It's not True. somebody's discarded team. Yep. It's a new team that is ours. It's not something that came from somewhere else that they didn't want in the first place. That's yeah. that's the way that you do it, I think. All right, here's a this is a great one. Another new name. I like it. This is from John Coleman. Slee, you're boarding your Southwest flight. The plane's pretty full. There yep. are only two seats left. 
do you sit next to the guy in the clipper jersey or next to the woman traveling with her emotional support peacock? <laughs> Just so I don't have to hear Travis do this again. Oh, you're going to hear I'm sitting next to the clipper guy, and we're going to have a grown-up conversation about both of our franchises. He's going to tell me about his team and his squad and next season what it's going to look like, and I'm going to do the same thing. What I do not want to have happen in this predicament, this situation at this moment is to hear Trav do Messi, hear Trav do the Peacock. There's uh, – did you do – Bel- no, you didn't do Belichick. You did Robert – you did Kraft, right? You did Kraft that one yes, time. Yes, I do do Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft would have a seat next to him in his private who aircraft. Bob Kraft does not fly southwest. Mm? Trav, mm? who is that? That's not Kraft. It's Bob Kraft. Yeah, no, you, have, you haven't listened carefully to Bob Kraft. You need to, you need to open up. I'm going to have but a nice – Nice conversation and a nice dialogue with the Clippers fan. I do not need to sit next to an emotional support peacock. Does it matter if the flight's like from Vegas or from yeah. New York? Like yeah. if it's a short or flight or a am long I flight? Am I flying to Chicago or yeah. am I flying to Sacramento? It, it does matters. not matter. It does not matter. You want Clipper guy no matter what? I'll take Clipper guy no matter what because of Travis. This is because of Travis. It's pretty good. Pretty I good. turned it down. Give me, give me the real one, Taylor, just for comparison's sake. Yep. I, I don't it. even know which one the real one is anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. This is from our pal TFP. Besides his collection of Cedric Sabalos, Anthony Harvey, and Sam Perkins posters, <laughs> does Slee have any hobbies? Hashtag ask Slee. What do you do for fun, Slee? I work. I think that, that's what we do. I think we no, literally that's work. that's not a hobby. That's your occupation. Hang out with family. Hang out with friends. Um scuba dive once a year and wonder why I have the uh, scuba dive uh, scuba diving certificate um, what else do I do take do the dog out anything? do you or do you like do you collect uh, any sort of anything at all do you do you like to go collect no wine tasting do any of these things uh, you know what no let me throw in like travel travel yeah I was yeah, gonna say okay. let me throw in travel because every, any pocket that I get to go do some traveling I'm doing it by the way and it doesn't have to be like an international trip, anything like that. Any place I could go, it doesn't matter in the country, I try to take advantage of it. <laughs> All right, here's another one. This is from uh, Big E, and Big E writes, hashtag Ask Slee, like a hitter that's been cold for a few weeks and all of a sudden breaks out for a hot streak. Will Trav make up for not eating last week to just going <laughs> hog wild on anything edible this weekend? Yes, Trav. <laughs> yes. I got a I got a feeling that you know yesterday was and I'm still I'm waiting for Morales to to find that clip from yesterday, but yesterday told a lot. When you said you wouldn't eat those hot dogs, the new dogs, if I if I invited yeah. you over and I'm grilling the new dogs that are not the Dodger uh-huh. dogs anymore that I think are available no, at some not. of these stores. You said that you would not have any, and not just me, not just Funches, (laughs) not just Taylor, but every freaking person listening in Southern California knew that you were BSing your way to not eating those hot dogs because you're not turning down a hot dog. So to add to that, if you had a day where you're like, you know, I didn't eat that much, let's put it, you were sick for how many days? Uh, Like four. The next four days, you will make up for any calorie deficit that you had over that you course know, of time. It's can I? All right, I, confession time for me. You ready? Yeah. I was I was deeply ashamed of myself last night. I I finally felt good enough to go out to have a bite to eat. So Susan and I decided we were going to go out, and we go to this place that we we go to occasionally. And I I ordered 
my uh, my dinner, and I got I got a burger. And it comes, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm, I'm finally ready to get back on the horse. This do you is, this still is do those? Do you still do vegan burgers? Are you still doing that? Not eh, once in a blue moon. This was not. Okay. This was the real deal. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm all in. This is going to be great. And it's big burger, and I cut it in half so I can just start, you know, get going. Mm-hmm. I left half the damn burger on the plate. It's still sitting in my fridge. I brought it home in a box. I've ne- I, I can't remember the last time I did not finish everything that was served to me. I didn't eat but maybe three or four of the French fries. I was so deeply ashamed of myself that I couldn't finish my meal. I felt terrible. Can I can I say this, Funches? I don't know if you're the same way. Bro, I'm awful at that. Like when I say, okay, hey, just have this portion. Put the rest in the refrigerator. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be there. Have it tomorrow. By the time we get to nine ten o'clock at night, I'm like, I'm right back in. I'm, there. I'm like, I, I, it it just keeps calling me back in. It, I'm with you it's guys never too. Something, it's never something I'd had to deal with before. It was it was a brand new phenomenon with me last night. I'd never brought anything home before. I, my I life. went to In and Out last night. I was only supposed to get a double double. I ended up getting a three by three. Perfect. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do that. I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did it. How uh how how long was the line? Was it a long line? Uh yeah, it was very long. But me and my lady ate in the car, so we didn't have to you know wait for it to go home and get cold or whatever. It's always long. The food is always perfect, and it's worth it every single time. One more here. This is from Max Power. What kind of wedding guest is Slee? A Honey, get your coat at the earliest opportunity, or B Initiating the electric slide wasted guy. <laughs> Which of those are you? Um, this one's pretty simple. Did you say hi to them? Did you? Did they see you? <laughs> I know, I know. But did you, talk to her real quick. Just go talk to her real quick. I know it's eight fifteen. I understand that. But just go talk to her real quick. Say hi. Make sure she knows you were here. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. We can stop at the gas station on the way home and get a piece of cake. You don't need to wait for them to cut it. It's fine. It's fine. It's just cake. It's wedding cake. I guarantee you, it's not that good in the first place. I guarantee. You know those things are commercialized. Like they're not that big of a deal. <laughs> Try, <laughs> try. Hurry up! Get in the video real quick. Get in the video. Take a couple photos. <laughs> yeah, the proof that we were there, right? That's like like a hostage video. No, no, I was there. There I am, right there. Put it on the, Instagram. Uh... Hurry up! Put it on Instagram. Let everybody see that we were there. <laughs> All right. The Clippers are on the verge of doing it again. What needs to change for them? We'll get into that next. It's coming up. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten, ESPN. 